Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. You've got questions, we've got answers. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, we're bringing real answers to help you live and love your grit and grace life. Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. I'm Darlene Brock. Hey girl, hey, I'm Julie Bender. And Julie, I know we've said it a million times, I've already raised my daughters I don't know. Is it raised or reared? I think that's. I feel like you should know this. I, I mean, should you've know had this. a lot of time to process <laughs> how you refer to your grown children. Yeah. Well, I helped him grow. We'll up. just trust that you're the <laughs> the, the uh, authority on this. So oh. you say it, and we'll go with it. Okay. I'm not going to say it now. I'm just going to say they're grown ups now, and they have their own children. So I have grands, and you are a boy mom. I am. I do have a little boy. And what's funny about him, he is seven now. And I find myself with a seven-year-old feeling very confident that I know what I'm doing, which I know means that like something is coming to <laughs> totally rock that world, whether it's another baby, which is, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. a, an oh, idea. Oh, oh. I don't know. It's an idea. We're, is like, that practicing. what it is right now? Oh, well, yeah, of I course mean. you are. I'm sure Donnie is. Uh, uh, <laughs> No, he was he was good before. Just getting <laughs> cut. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Um, I mean, for sure, part of me is scared of the idea of even considering having another one because, like, you know, if I've got this guy figured out, certainly it will all fall apart at the you know addition of another. But I'll just figure it out, right? Motherhood is messy, and I'll just know how to do it if I have another one. Yeah, well, you'll know a lot of it, and you'll know a lot of this. The second one's a little bit easier, but then they come completely different than the first one did. So you kind of have to figure their personality and their hot buttons, and uh-huh. but that's okay because you know you know how to diaper them now, and you know they won't die. That's true. I feel like that's about all I remember, and you know because all the all the recommendations change like every two years. The products you're supposed to buy and the things you're supposed to have that all changes. So it doesn't even matter, right? Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't. And and besides the fact, I think you should ignore all the recommendations and just do what you figure out. Good point. So today we're going to talk about the messiness of motherhood, because no matter whether you think you're equipped or you don't, it is a messy part of life. For sure. We know a lot of our listeners are in some season of motherhood, whether you still have them in the home or you're more like Darlene and they've flown the nest and you're now pouring into your grandchildren. Motherhood is beautiful, but absolutely it comes with its highs and lows all along the way. Because it is a forever job, we all need to learn how to handle it with grit and grace. So today we've brought in one mom who's cracked the code on the messiness of motherhood. Today's guest is Lila Shell. She is a wife and mother of four, and she lives in a farm town in Canada, doubles as a culinary queen when she's not at work. Lila is also a writer at Grit and Grace Life, where she gets real about the ups and downs of being a mom. But her motherhood introduction was a little uncommon. Her first child was born when she was 17 years old. So she has four now and a lot of experience. Welcome, Lila. It's good to have you with us. Thanks. I'm super excited to be here. It's going to be a fun chat. Three moms in different stages. Before we get into today's conversation, Lila, uh, we know that you're a mother of four, you started at 16, but when you're not taking care of your kids or working your job, what is it you like to do? 
Oh, geez. I'm trying to think of if I ever have a minute myself to think about what I like to do. That's but, kind of uh, what I thought when I saw that we were going to ask you. I'm like, I feel like this is a cruel question. <laughs> it is a cruel yeah. question. <laughs> um, but once in a while it happens. And honestly, I think probably cooking is my happy place. I love to cook. I love to plan dinner parties and think about a menu and come up with recipes. So pretty much everyone that knows me knows that I revolve around food. I'm like, oh, a meeting. Is there going to be food there? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just love food. What are you making for dinner tonight? Um, I'm making spaghetti meatballs. Super boring, but we have sports. Uh, so, I don't and worry. every kid likes spaghetti meatballs. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. As moms, I think we all know that there are times that we kind of dress it up and celebrate the goodness of it. But it's harder to be honest about the places that it's hard and to be you know, vulnerable about the messiness in our motherhood. So Lila, we want you to help us kind of walk through how do we handle the messiness of motherhood? Oh, that's a big question. Um, you know, I remember last summer um, I was planning to take a trip to the beach and some of you may have read this article, but I'm just going to retell the story because it was definitely a day where things just went crazy. Um, so we're just coming out of quarantine. We were super excited, meeting our friends, going to the beach. It was going to be amazing. Um, I'd been like fantasizing all morning about what it was going to be like to take the kids to the beach. And like, we always do that, right? We're like, yeah, we're going to take the kids here. It's going to be amazing. And it never really is. <laughs> how we think it's going to be. And then we get so upset, but, um, anyways, Aaron couldn't come with me. So I was taking four kids by myself. Um, but I was okay. I was going to get up early, pack the car, pack the cooler. Like I was bringing everything I could possibly need for a trip to the beach. So we get in the car, everybody's in, we're driving. It's like an hour away and there's like minor things happening, you know, like screaming over who gets to choose the radio station or you're looking at me, whatever. <laughs> um, I'm used to that. But anyways, we're like 15 minutes from the beach and I just hear like a weird noise from the back. And then I hear like my eight-year-old um, just start screaming. He's like, mom. And Brooklyn, my two-year-old starts like projectile vomiting, like all over herself. Oh, no. I mean, like it was like exorcist style, like, and I'm on the highway, like I can't do anything. And I'm just like, <laughs> somebody get her a bag like what's happening and you know like freaking out so I call my friend pull over pull over and I'm like okay what are we gonna do kind of just try to clean Brooklyn up I'm like you know what we're 15 minutes from the beach let's just get there and I can throw her into the car into the lake so okay we get back on the road we're there and I get Brooklyn out I'm like let's just get her in the lake she's crusty it's gross um and I'm like okay give me the diaper bag and I'm like, looking, no, it's got to be buried. Where is it? Pulling everything out of the car. And there's no diaper bag. Oh. And like, I don't know. If you have kids, you know that like, that is, that's your life. Like everything is in that bag. <laughs> you cannot go like anywhere without it. Like <laughs> yeah. I had nothing. I had no diapers, no wipes, no bathing suit, nothing. No wallet. I couldn't go buy anything. My wallet was in the diaper bag. And I mean, I was just like standing there with these other kids who were like, can we go in the water? And Brooklyn's crying. She's covered in puke and I've got nothing. And I was just like, in that moment, I was like, why the heck did I ever think of coming here? Like I was so upset. Um, and you know, the thoughts start coming in your mind. Like what's my friend going to think of me? Like what kind of idiot mom doesn't bring a diaper bag to the beach? Right. 
I've ruined their day now, I feel like, and I've just ruined everybody else's day. And I started to kind of like spiral and I'm like, you know what? Okay. The old me would have probably decided in that moment, like we're throwing in the towel. We're going home. Like, this is it. This is the universe trying to tell us that this beach day is like hurt <laughs> and we're just going to leave. But, you know, I knew that my kids would just scream the whole way home and I would be losing either way. Like either I stay or I go and listen to them cry. Um, and I decided that, you know what, we're going to the beach and we were looking forward to it and it didn't go as planned, but we're doing it. Mm -hmm. So I scrummed around the car, find a diaper bag. And it was like, I didn't find the diaper bag. I found one diaper like tucked under the seat that must've like fallen out. It was like a gift from God. I was like, Oh, <laughs> glorious. So I decided I was going to leave that for Brooklyn on the way home. And I was just going to let her swim in the one she had on, which was fine for like an hour, not even, but that thing like tripled in size and those like little beads that are, that are inside, like started dripping down her legs. And <laughs> it wasn't working. And my, my friend who was with us was like, you know what? Gina has a pair of underwear that we can tie on Brooklyn. Now Gina's nine years old. Brooklyn's two. So I'm like, okay, you know what? We'll just make it work. So I like jimmied it with some hair ties. And I mean, everyone was looking at us. We looked like trailer trash at the beach. Like here's my kid in like zip tied underwear. Um, it was zip ties would have like, been a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Like it was just not pretty. Um, I got a lot of judgmental stares from other moms who like carefully packed their diaper bag and would never forget a diaper bag. I mean, that's what I was thinking. I'm sure they didn't even care, but I'm just thinking in my head for sure they're judging me. They all packed their diaper bags, so they're better. Um, but you know what? No, it wasn't It wasn't that bad. I wish I could say that, like, everything was butterflies and rainbows after that, but it wasn't. Um, Brooklyn was swimming. She came out of the water after a few hours and took, like, a monster dump all over herself because she's not potty trained, right? And she had no diaper. So now this, like, wet who is like tripping down her legs and my kids are freaking out and it's like okay you know what now it's time to go home um but you know I was just thinking back to that and it's like my kids would not remember that you know all those things happened to me they would look back and remember we had a fun day at the beach yeah. we got to eat cookies stay up late come home like covered in sand and you know, I couldn't have planned for all those things, but they happened. And that's motherhood. Things happen all the time. Like you need to plan for things to not go as planned. Like when I became a mother, I used to think that everything went smoothly then. And if there was no hiccups, that meant that I was a good mother. And, you know, like that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself because if anyone with kids knows, there's like a 99.9% .9 chance that things are not going to go as planned and so you have to go into each and every day saying here's what i hope will happen um but i know that probably there's going to be like a few or a lot of hiccups and then you don't get upset when they come because you're planning on it like when i take my daughter on a scooter ride i plan to carry her home halfway <laughs> and her scooter because i just know that that's going to happen mm -hmm. like um and if we go into each situation fantasizing right about giving ourselves all these unrealistic expectations um, then we really set ourselves up for failure pretty much every day. Um, but when you learn, like I learned to, that I can't control absolutely everything that happens and that it's okay and normal when things go off the deep end, then I'm like free to really be present with them.
I think for some moms, we maybe want to have those plans B through, you know, L already, you know, in the back of our mind. And if that's you and it, it helps you to know that you've got multiple backup plans in place, great. That's how you're going to effectively plan for the unplanned. And then there's people that are more like me that I thrive on going with the flow. And maybe I know there's an idea of what should happen, but it's probably not going to. And we'll just figure it out as we go. I think even with that, we can find ourselves comparing what's the better way to embrace the unexpected. Whatever works for you and for your kids, and like Dar said, allows you to teach them some flexibility because life often doesn't go the way we planned it. Mm -hmm. So true. Now, Lila, you've just told every mom out there that you need to plan for things not to go as planned. But I think there's something else. When mothers doubt themselves, when uh, they think that their child would maybe fare better under a mom that's more organized or less organized or something. I think there's there's a little bit of wisdom you can share with moms about that one too. Yeah, you know, I often tell myself to like, or other moms when I'm talking to them, I'll say, you know what, be you. You are exactly the mother that God knew your kids would need. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I struggled a lot with that in my early years as a mom because I was so young and I was very poor. I mean, I was 17 years old with a child and I carried around so much shame. Like I just really believed that because I had a child as a child, I could never be a good mom, Mm -hmm. that my daughter was always going to be missing out on, you know, a two parent home where the parents got married and had a house and had kids. And that was the environment that I was raised in and that I grew up in. And so to me, I was always going to be falling short and you know, I struggle to ever feel good or mature enough um, to be the mom that I thought that I was called to be. Um, And, you know, coming from where I came from and then seeing how God used people around me to mold me and to shape me into who I am today, I realized that all along he had a plan for me and I couldn't see it, but he was using the people around me to shape and mold me into who I am today. And I realized that God doesn't ever do anything by accident. He knew exactly what I needed all along, and he knows my children, that he had a plan for me, but he also has a plan for my children, and that I get to play a part in that. And when I really got a hold of that, man, that changed me, because I no longer needed to live for the approval of the mom at Top Spot or the second grade teacher who thought I was a sister instead of a mother, and I could just be the mom that I really believe that I was called to. I mean, I agree. This idea of be you, it definitely goes along with everything I try to live by with my own personal mantra, but it absolutely has to be applied in our motherhood. And and everything we see and experience fights that message of being you. You know, we're always thinking that we need to improve or I like how Darlene said, like that we're either organized or unorganized and, you know, our, our kids would prefer or do better with the opposite. So I love this reminder that God really did put us purposefully in our children's lives. And even to kind of take it back to your story, Lala, at the time that we had our children, like none of that was an accident or, you know, um, a bad plan. I think of even Lincoln having that experience of losing his dad and having a single mom trying to figure all of that out like I can I can get up in my feelings about you know the ways I probably failed him during that trying season but when I adopt this thinking 
that God providentially put me as his mom like what an honor that is and you almost like step up into you know embracing the the gift and the privilege that it is to be your parent to your child's specific set of circumstances well and I think I want to almost get after moms to not shortchange themselves Mm -hmm. because their personality their talents their gifts may be different than someone else but they're unique and special and theirs and indeed exactly what their child needs. And, you know, there is no one size fits all for any human. So you don't want to be the one size fits all mom for an expected one size fits all child. Neither one are right or good or exactly how they were made to be. So, you know, put aside what people are telling you and embrace exactly who you are because that's indeed who your child needs. As you guys are talking about this, I, you know, thinking about the fact that I just have my one son and you guys have parented multiples and how I'm sure there's so many challenges there that I can't even fully comprehend. But the truth is, is one of the strengths that we have as parents is not only are we the right mom for them, but we also have a deep understanding of them because they're part of us. And, you know, our child is going to have things that are just like us that make us crazy. And there's going to be things that are really opposite of us. And we, you know, have come to learn as adults how to work with people that are opposite you know how does that play into this idea of you know being you and having that perfect connection with your child as god purposed it to be yeah you know it's funny i when i was thinking about this and like dar said it perfectly there is no one size fits all and you know when it comes to parenting my kids even between my own kids they're so different um you know my daughter's very like strong and and tough and go get it and when I parent her like she really needs some firm like I need to be firm with her I need to be like you know what Felicity no I'm not having any of this you're not fooling anyone you know like I just come at her and she can take that and then you know with my son he's really sensitive and he needs a soft approach a lot of positive reinforcement and so I think like just like there's no one size fits all mom there's also no one size fits all child. And so like when I, I just, we know our kids so well. And so we need to just figure it out what works for them, like what works for this child um, and just apply that. I love that. And I think even if you do embrace, I'm the right mother for this child, I think there are times you still feel like you fail. There are times where you you're doing something and it's exploding and not just a diaper or anything like that, but (laughs) all the circumstances around and there's a meltdown and you're like, I I must've hit the wrong button and done something wrong and I'm failing. How do you cope with those days, Lila? Oh yeah, man, those days are so hard and you just have to trust that you are enough um, and give yourself grace because like there's really nothing else you can do. I mean, there's going to be days when, and we've all had them. You just want to throw in the towel and let them watch Netflix for nine hours while you sit in the other room with a bucket of fried chicken. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's going to be days when you just can't muster up the energy to make luncheon. Like I've been so tired and I'm just like, oh, I don't have anything to send them. And I'm just like, it's really questionable what I send them. And the point is like, that's okay. Like we're not machines and we can't do everything for everyone always. And that's okay. Like we're not supposed to. Um, you just have to trust that on the days when we fall short, that we serve a God that loves our kids even more than we do, and he will fill in the gaps. 
You know, the other thing that I want to make sure that moms know is you don't have to be perfect to be a great mom. Because I think our imperfections often make us great moms. They show that sometimes we have to apologize. Sometimes we have to go, oh, I really screwed that up in front of our children. And I think in that too, you become an example to your child that this is how you live a successful life. You're not always going to get it right. But if you don't, you're going to say, I got it wrong. And you're going to figure it out. This whole idea of wanting to remind ourselves that we are enough just as we are faults and failures and bad beach days all included, it's it sounds good and we know that it's true, but then the messages we're seeing in our, you know, social media feeds of the perfect mom that we think, you know, never had a bad, never had a bad beach day or never forgot her diaper bag, which I assure you that she has, (laughs) but, but we see her and we think, oh, even when I'm trying to give myself grace, I see this, you know, standard that I'm still not measuring up to. What would you say to the mom who just really struggles with that comparison, always chasing after the perfection that we're trying to encourage her is not required? Oh, you know what? Like, I'm so passionate about this because in our, you know, in this age of social media, I mean, moms are faced with something we've never been faced with before. I mean, moms have never had to deal with constantly being bombarded with images of perfection. Like, and, and it's not, you know, back in the day, like you see a magazine and it's like, okay, that's the magazine. But I mean, I'm seeing my friends, right. Right. I'm seeing people that I care about and, and you see this perfection that they put on Facebook and Instagram. And, you know, on the days when I've sent my kids with a questionable lunch and Karen is posting her five grain dinosaur shaped sandwiches and the perfectly (laughs) packed bento box on Instagram, it's like, how can you not feel like a failure? But you just have to remember that Karen probably didn't post the other 364 lunches she made last year. And I guarantee you at some point, she also threw in the towel. So, I mean, we just need to really talk to ourselves and keep reminding ourselves and we don't have to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. And I think that, you know, really just think about what you're thinking about. If that makes sense, like we don't have to receive every thought that comes into our mind. I like to tell myself that, okay, I have a thought that doesn't mean I need to receive it. You know, if I'm looking at that post and I'm feeling like a failure, I need to stop and say, Hey, you know what? No, that's great. Good for her. That looks amazing. Her kids are going to be so happy. I'm not there today. Maybe I'll be there next Wednesday. Maybe I won't. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know? And so just taking control of think about what you're thinking about, I think could help. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. And I think sometimes turn it off just turn it off. Just give yourself a break from all the images that look like something you're not. And, you know, say, I I don't need that input. I got my own battles to fight. And if I add to them by somebody else's, then that just makes it harder on me. So I would say sometimes just shut it all down, put your phone away, go play in the mud with your kids and be completely gross and do all the things that they love and you love and forget the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I want to just kind of reiterate something that you already said is that God will fill in the gaps for our kids. And if we get nothing else but a reminder of that truth, that we can do all the right things and pack all the right lunches and say all the prayers and, you know, give all the kisses and give all the discipline and God will fill in the gaps. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think about where I came from and, you know, like I'm not shaming my parents, 
but every parent has failed their their kids at some point right and just like every other parents you know there were areas where my parents failed me and i thought you know but look at where i've come you know god was with me and you know they didn't fill that that need but god did and sure. we're all still okay you know i think we can all look back on our life and, and say you know what wow like i really missed out on something there or something happened to me and that hurt and you know there's nothing your parents could have even done to help you if they wanted but god was there and look where he brought us and so when i'm parenting my kids and i'm feeling like a failure and i'm like i can't do this or you know feeling guilty because there's so much guilt like you know, they're missing out on something or they didn't have something that I thought they should have. You just have to remember, well, look at where I came from and look at what God did in my life and know that he's also going to do that for our children. You know, we have decided we're going to uh, put a little bit of God's word into every episode because we believe with all our hearts that we can find all the answers there. And so I looked for motherhood ones and you know, there are several, there really are. But then I found this verse in 2 Samuel 22, 35. It says, you have armed me with strength for the battle. Now I know they were fighting a bit of a different battle there, but whether you're in a battle with a two-year-old or a 13-year-old, <laughs> they look different, but they can be a challenge as well, or just a battle with your own self-esteem <laughs> that you are good enough to do this job. You, I think, with all, believe with all my heart that you have, God has armed you with the strength you need for the battle. And then there's one more that is was my verse while I was raising my daughters, and now I pray it for my grandchildren, and that is, I have no greater joy than to hear my children walk in the truth. Uh, and that one you'll find in 3 John 1.4. I think at the end of the day, that's what we want for our kids. We want them to be people of integrity, to be people that follow God, that, that do things well. We don't want them to be perfect any more than we are, but we want them to walk in the truth. Gosh, this has been such a life-giving conversation from three moms who are in it, or are still fresh in their minds of what it was like. I'm not looking at anyone across the table. Uh I want you to be able to walk away from this episode really kind of thinking about and processing how you can walk in more freedom in your motherhood as you remember to plan for things to not go as planned, to be confident enough to be you because God put you as the mom to your children on purpose and to trust that you are absolutely enough, giving yourself grace for the days that you fall short, celebrating when you quote unquote nail it and remembering that God will always fill in the gaps. So Lila, it's been a pleasure today. I appreciate you being willing to join us and kind of unpack the messiness of motherhood. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I, I love you guys and I love being here. So I'm, I'm, I'm honored. If you want to follow along and hear more of Lila's motherhood journeys, you can read her at Grit and Grace Life. And of course, follow her on Instagram at thegoodwife22. Don't worry, we'll link it in the show notes, including the article where she shares hilariously of that entire beach day. Be sure to join us next week. We'll be asking the question of guest Christian Bevere, who is God really? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of This Grit and Grace Life. Make sure you've subscribed and rated and reviewed the show so more friends can find us. You can also share about this episode on your social media or send it to a friend you think it could help. You can find everything we talked about in this episode on our website, gritandgracelife.com, where you'll also find plenty of other articles from other women answering questions you may have.